Hey, this is Matthew's Table podcast channel. We wanted to thank you for joining us today. Hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and reminds you of who you are, but more importantly, whose you are. I think so. <laughs> I'm Tom Pelfrey. I'm pastor uh, for Buena Vista Baptist Church, and it is my joy to be here today. What else did I do wrong, Charlie? Okay, all right. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Uh, and I hope I called him by the right name. All right. Uh, I, I'm Tom Pelfrey. I'm really glad to be here today. Uh, this is a very special day, as already been uh, pointed out. Uh, and for the two congregations uh, to come together uh, for this time of worship is very special. We'll do this again at 11 o'clock. Uh, and uh, we're just uh, excited about it. As um, as Brandy said, this is the kingdom of God at work. This is, uh, I'll share more about that in just a second, but let me read uh, this passage from uh, 1 Chronicles. Praise be to you, Lord, the God and Father of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven uh, and in earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over it. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise for your glorious name. Oh, Lord, we do praise you that it was in uh, your creative uh, actions that you dreamed up, that you created, that you gave us the opportunity to have fellowship with you, and you called it the kingdom. We praise you, Lord, for this time and for what, you've, what has brought us to this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In 1920, on August the, uh, excuse me, on April the 11th, uh, they met in a home in this neighborhood uh, for the purposes of starting a church piece of property had been given. This building is standing on it. Uh, and the people uh, decided that they uh, wanted to take advantage of that gift and start a church. And so there was a, there was a kind of an investigative, uh, who is, who's interested kind of meeting uh, on April the 11th. Uh, just a few days later, two weeks later, on the 25th uh, of April, they organized, uh, they came together to organize for the church. Now, they had some committees that been working in that two-week period. Some were working on their articles of faith. Uh, some were working on uh, some uh, <coughs> matters of more legal, uh, legal matters. Uh, but two, this is interesting, two women were appointed to canvass the neighborhood. Come on. <laughs> to, you know, two women were, uh, were appointed to canvass the neighborhood and see who else might be interested uh, in doing that. And on the 25th of uh, April, 1920, they met. We, the following company of baptized believers, in our Lord Jesus, excuse me, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, have this day associated ourselves together for the promotion of the kingdom of our Lord and to establish an independent Baptist church in Buena Vista suburb of Owensboro, Kentucky. And then they went on and subscribed to uh, what would be uh, their articles of faith. There were about uh, four churches, uh, pastors, who came together uh, with them on that. And then uh, later, just a few uh, weeks later, uh, they had as many as eight, I think, uh, pastors from different churches uh, that came together uh, when they moved forward and started having services. In 1922, just two years later, January the 1st, New Year's Day of, of 1922, they celebrated uh, the building of what we call Smith Hall, the fellowship hall in the basement. This was not here. 
You had the basement and you had a, had a roof over it. Uh, and so when uh, Buena Vista moved back to the basement a few years ago because uh, we needed to, because we really didn't have the money to, to um, heat and cool all of this, we really moved back to where we started from. Then in 1929, you know what happened. The stock market fell apart. They had money saved in the bank so that they could build this sanctuary. They lost it. So uh, what happened was uh, they decided that they would uh, start again, but this time instead of putting the money in the bank, they bought bricks and they stored them on the property. And whenever they got money, they bought some more bricks and they stored it on the property. And in 1937, March of 1937, uh, they dedicated this sanctuary. It's one of the few in, in America that's made like this, uh, with this roof design uh, that's still uh, in function and working. So we have this history uh, of what has taken place in Buena Vista. And today, as we come to celebrate uh, this passing of the uh, facilities and the land and all that has been uh, brought together by the generations who've gone on before, as we come from Buena Vista to, to pass that on to Matthew's table, we share all of that history with you, and you are very aware of it and very appreciative and we thank you. We thank you. Uh, because we believe uh, that uh, this is kingdom work. I want to tell you, uh, two years ago in uh, 2019, in February, we started talking about what, what are we going to do for the future. We had to make some decisions. Uh, there were options. Uh, one of the options was continue the way we were. Uh, the, another option was to maybe even sell this piece of property. Uh, but this church made a decision. The first real decision the church made about this was, and it was a unanimous vote, that this property and these buildings would be used for the kingdom of God. And we, and we would not sell it for money and turn it into whatever the, land, the, the buyers wanted it to be. There were some uh, who thought it would make great condominiums. Uh, we think it makes a great church. So that was the decision that was made early on. And so uh, through the, uh, the rest of 2019 uh, and then in 2020, uh, we, found, oh, we found out that the, you all were looking for a church and, and we started talking together and then uh, we started, uh, you started meeting here and, and uh, we continued to meet in Smith Hall. And I want you to know that there is a third congregation that meets in this church, the Zumi Baptist Church. It's a Burmese-speaking uh, language church, and they run about 35 to 40. Uh, they are a dialect of uh, the Burmese language. It is different than the Burmese church that meets out, of, uh, out at uh, uh, Bellevue, uh, but Pastor Liam will be here in the 11 o'clock uh, service. Uh, and so there are three churches meeting under in one building for the glory of God every week. That's the work of the kingdom of God. When Moses went up on the mountain, the Lord called to him and he said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I, have, uh, what I did in Egypt and how I carried you out on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And you have seen what God has done now. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. Uh, although the whole world is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak uh, to my people, the Israelites. Uh, in Daniel, he says, how great are his signs, how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation uh, to generation as he talks about the kingdom of God. And then in Mark's gospel, it is recorded that Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time has come. The kingdom of God uh, is near. Repent and believe the good news. 
That was, the, that was the program statement of the whole book of Mark, and you see it also in Luke, uh, and it, it is what Jesus was saying, the kingdom of God is near, it's come to you, it's right here for you uh, today. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus speaking, he says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow uh, will worry about itself. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. <coughs> Luke, on being asked when the kingdom of God would come, there were some who were confused, particularly some of the religious leaders of the day. And they asked him, when will the kingdom of God come? And Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. It's within your midst. The kingdom of God is the rule of Jesus Christ in your life and in your heart when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior confess your sins and say, I want to live for you. The kingdom of God is in your midst. It's in you. It's in you. Where's the kingdom of God? It's in you. And it's in you. And it's in you. And it's in Roger. And it's Nick. And it's even in Charlie. <laughs> Sorry about that. <coughs> but you get the idea. The kingdom of God uh, is not something that's out there that we look for. You won't find it uh, listed in the nations of uh, the United Nations. You won't find it on a geographical map because it's everywhere that Christians believe Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and given their life to it. The kingdom is there and it's for all of us. 1 Corinthians. For as Adam, for as in Adam all die. So in Christ, all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the first fruits, and that, in other words, that, that Christ came into the world to minister, to heal, to show his love in so many, many ways. And then he died on the cross for our sins, gloriously resurrected. That's the first fruits. Uh, <clears throat> Christ, the first fruits, uh, then when he comes, those who belong to him, then the end will come when Christ hands over the kingdom of God, uh, the, the kingdom to God the Father, and has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until his enemies are put under his feet. There is a time when the scriptures tell us that the kingdom will be coming uh, to an end on earth. And uh, that is a promise that will not be broken. It's just as valid today as ever. It's just as strong as uh, the promises of God uh, that were given uh, to, <coughs> to Moses, to, e uh, to Elijah, and to e uh, uh, Elisha, and to all of the prophets, uh, and to Jesus Christ. That is a promise that we have. Timothy puts it this way. Paul writing to Timothy says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Does that not challenge you? Take hold. Fight the good fight because you've made a confession to Jesus Christ. In the sight of God, who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, I charge you to keep this command without spot and blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about at, in his own time. God, the blessed and the only ruler, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. You see, we have, this, we have this residency in the kingdom of God. When you make your decision for Jesus Christ, you become a kingdom 
citizen. You're different than what's in the rest of the world. It is by God's intention that you be that way. Paul talks about uh, the two lives, the former life and the life we now live. Uh, the way the world wanted us to live and worked hard for us uh, to live, the way uh, the deceiver, the evil one, the devil, uh, wants to get uh, people uh, in, their, in their position and the one that the king wants to give us. The world and the deceiver wants us to see ourselves as abandoned and alone. But the king says, you're amazing and you're adopted you're alive in Jesus Christ. The world says you are battered and broken, but the king says you are bold and born again and you have boundless love. The world says you are confused and you're chained and you're compromised. But the king says you are created for completeness. You're clean and you're his child. The world looks at uh, as wants to discourage people and get us distressed and, dis and doubting. But the king says, you are my disciple. You are my designated and distinguished doer. Oh, what does he say? Be ye doers of the word, not just hearers uh, of the word. <clears throat> the world makes us fearful and floundering and fighting. But the king says you are forgiven, fulfilled, and flourishing in Jesus Christ. Uh, the world wants us guilt-ridden and greedy and grieved. But the king says you are graciously saved, you are giving, uh, and you are glad. The world wants to see us broken and homeless and hungry. But the king says we are hopeful and that we are secure. We are healed and we're an heir of the kingdom of God. The world wants us ignorant and incomplete. Uh, but Jesus the king says you be, to be intrepid and to be invigorated. Uh, the world judges and wants us to be in a jaded situation. But the king says, you shall be joyful and justified. King Jesus. Jesus is Lord and he's the king of the kingdom of God. Jesus is Lord. The world wants to see us as loners and losers. But the kingdom of God brings us together in love and that we labor together for him. The world uh, sees us uh, miserable uh, and messy, but the kingdom of God uh, is mighty and magnificent. The world wants us to know that we are nothing and nobody, uh, but, the but the kingdom says that we are noble uh, and that we are necessary, oppressed uh, and an outsider, the world would say, but the, but the kingdom includes everyone as overcomers, uh, and we are obsessed with the opportunities uh, that are before us. The world wants us to focus on being pleasure seekers and be passive, uh, but the kingdom of God is for the pardoned uh, with possibilities that stand on the promises uh, of God. Uh, the world sees and wants us to be quarrelsome uh, and quick-tempered, but the kingdom of God is made up those who are quieted in spirit uh, and qualified uh, to be in the kingdom of God by His grace. The world wants to see us rebellious and reckless, but the kingdom of God is for the restored, for the redeemed, for the righteous. The world, in the world we have suffering uh, and we have stress, but at the kingdom and the king saves us uh, and he fills us with his spirit and he strengthens us uh, for all that life brings uh, our way. Uh, the world sees us as troubled and terrified, uh, but the kingdom is for the transformed uh, and for the, <coughs> for the treasured, the transformed uh, and for the treasured. Uh, the world sees us useless and unfulfilled uh, and uncertain, but the world see, but God in the kingdom sees you as unique and united and unrelenting. The world sees us as vulnerable and vain and violent, 
but the kingdom is for the victorious and the vivacious and the visionary. Uh, the world uh, sees us <clears throat> as weak and weary, and in a kingdom we are wanted, we are welcome, we are worthy, and we are wise. Uh, the kingdom has us as X-rated and X'd out, canceled uh, out, but the kingdom of God so shows us uh, that we can be exuberant and excellent. The world focuses in on our yearning, uh, and the kingdom of God says we are yoked together, that we are young in heart. The world wants us to be zapped of all of our hope, uh, and the kingdom of God uh, sees us as zealous for the word of God and for what he does in our world. Uh, do you see what the kingdom of God has done for you and what God in Christ Jesus has done for you and the possibilities for you to living in that way every day because the spirit is in you, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Today, we just passed this building. We've already passed the deed to Matthew's table. Uh, but it's what goes on, what the kingdom pushes forward here. It's what God does in Christ Jesus in ordinary lives. There may be some of you here today that feel like some of the words that I use to describe what the world is trying to force us into. And I want you to know that you don't have to live that way. The kingdom of God is yours. It's there for you. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. Confess of sins and turn to him and he will save you. He will forgive you of all your sins. He will separate your sins as far as the east is from the west. Oh, Lord, we thank you for what you have done and are doing uh, in our midst. We praise you for the kingdom of God, uh, and I praise you for the opportunity uh, to be here today to say, Jesus is Lord, and it's his kingdom. Today, uh, we meet together. Uh, next Sunday, there'll be three congregations meeting in this building again. We praise the Lord. We're glad to be a part of the kingdom of God, his children, his heirs, looking for the future. Amen. Pastor Tom got all the way to X, and I, was, I realized he was going through the alphabet. <laughs> I was like, what is he going to use for Z? And I kept trying to think. Am I? But that was so good. And at Matthew's table, like, I just want us to take a second to give thanks to Buena Vista Baptist Church for all they've done for us. Like, if we can, just give them a, just a major hand clap. <laughs> Amen. And one thing, like as I was um, preparing this morning, is I thought about this isn't just a story of Buena Vista Baptist Church and Matthew's table. This is a story about a big and powerful God. This morning, you are sitting in evidence of God at work. This morning, you get to witness the power of the gospel and, and like what Tom said, kingdom work. Like this morning, you are part of great is God's faithfulness. At the same time, two churches were praying for the same thing that didn't even know each other. Every Saturday night, we was praying at the Elizabeth Monday Center that God would give us a building. Buena Vista was praying that God would send someone that they could give the building to. So as we was working and trying to come up with our own plan, God already had a plan for us. So we was looking at buildings, uh, Matthew's table, we was looking at buildings that the roof was caving in and they needed complete remodels and we actually didn't know how we was going to do anything and God said, I have everything for you. And that's what kingdom work is. In the Great Commission, I'm going to read that. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, 
all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Great Commission didn't expire. Buena Vista started April 11, 1920. Sixteen people voted yes to start this very church. A hundred years later, Matthew's table, we get to live in, the, in their yes. Sixteen people voted 100 years ago to plant a church in this very neighborhood, and we get to live in their yes. From the first chair, so I brought this up here, and it says, this chair with others like it was used in the church when it started. It was in the basement from 1920 to 1938. Like, think about a hundred years ago, all the people that had to say yes for us to be here in this very day. So there was pastors before Tom. There was worship leaders before Brandy and Charlie. There was pastors here before me and Roger. A lot of people had to say yes for us to end up here today. And I'm just thankful that they did. So imagine all the yeses that it took in 1978 that voted to build the area that our kids would do kids ministry in. I thank God that they said yes. Now our kids, like we was praying like we had kids uh, classes in hallways at the Monday Center because we didn't have space. So we was literally setting up in hallways for our kids to have a classroom men. So as we was praying for a building and imagining like, God, give us a place where our kids can learn about you at. In 1978, people voted yes for that. Like, we are a benefactor of a lot of people's yes. Imagine the yeses that said, let's continue after losing all the money in the bank that they had. Imagine the yeses then, because some people probably was like, is this a sign to go home? Is this a sign to give up? Should we just go back to our other places? Should we go join another church? Imagine, it's like, it's a beautiful story when you look back, but imagine being there in that moment. We just lost all of our money in the bank that we've been saving up. What are we going to do? Hey, I got a good idea. Let's bring a brick and set it outside until we get enough bricks to build the church. Imagine how many people had to say yes to build this facility. Imagine how many people had to say yes to bring in a brick. Like imagine getting ready on Sunday morning, collar shirt, khaki pants, and then you're like, oh, I forgot my brick at home. I forgot my brick again. But no, they said yes to bring in a brick. No matter, and then bricks on top of bricks, on top of bricks piled up to the facility that we're sitting in today. Thankful, I'm thankful for the yes from our, like we had a lawyer that said yes, that he just said, I just want to be a part of something that God is doing. So our lawyer said yes to that. Like, man, this is something, and, he, and it meant when me and Roger and Steven signed, he said, you're a part of something that I don't think ever happened in the history of Kentucky. He said, do y'all know how big this is, what is happening today? And the lawyer, he said yes to, to helping us out. Like, think about the yes from Miss Patty, who had, she told me she had six generations of family baptized right behind us. Like, six generations of yeses and people that was baptized in her family. Think about the yes from Sam, who joined this church in 1980s. I'm sure he had no clue in 2021 he'd be helping me change the sign. Like me and Sam was out there changing the sign. I'm sure when he said yes to this church in 1980, I wasn't even born then. He didn't realize that, that his yes would be impacting generations and generations and generations to come. Like think about the yes from Jack 
who at 90 years old was out mowing the lawn every week, was turning on the heat and air every week at 90 years old. Think about that, yes. And think about the yes when they voted. You know, me and Roger and a a bunch of people was nervous when they had their vote. Like, what if they vote no? What are we going to do then? What if they decide we're not a good fit for this church? And Sam and Tom got with us after, and they said they voted yes, every single one of them. We are the benefactors of many, many yeses. That's because the Great Commission never expires. The Great Commission never stops. Eleven disciples took Jesus' commission and said yes to it. And now all the way across the world on October 24th, we are saying yes to continue the Great Commission on. We are saying yes to kingdom building. We are saying yes to preaching Jesus, proclaiming Jesus, and worshiping Jesus. Because guess what? Ten years ago, if you would have told me Matthew's table and Buena Vista Baptist Church would combine, I would have laughed. I would have said, no way. That would never happen. Five years ago, when me and Roger was sitting at his kitchen table and thinking, should we start this church? And we met with a lot of smart individuals who told us no. You shouldn't do that. You don't have any money. You don't have a plan. You don't have a worship team. You don't have anything that you need. Maybe you shouldn't start, but we said yes. And think about that. We didn't have a worship team. We didn't have a kids ministry. We didn't have a youth. All we said we was going to do is preach the gospel every Sunday. And because of those yeses, we're here today. I need to hurry up. Three years ago, we were sitting in chairs that looked like this. Like, I remember the first time I took the tables down, a lot of people said, no, no, no. But three years ago, we were sitting in the Monday Center that looked like this. People were sitting in the hallways to hear the gospel. People were sitting behind the kitchen area to hear the gospel. People didn't care. They they just wanted to be a part of it. And although, like, hey, where's my kids going to class at? Well, it was right there in the hallway. A lot of people still said yes because God had a plan. Because God knew. In September 29th, like, you should probably write this in your Bible because one day your grandkids are going to find this. Like, with the newspaper article... I framed it, and I'm hoping one day my great-great-grandkids read that article and say, man, God is powerful. God moved, and and two churches united, and, and, and they did something that for the kingdom. So September 29, 2021, Buena Vista said yes to giving their building to Matthew's table. Listen to this yes. This deed of gift by special warranty is made and entered into this, the 29th day of September, 2021, by in between Buena Vista Baptist Church, a nonprofit Kentucky corporation, acting by and through all of its current trustees and director, Sam Brunts, Patty Aquisto, Paul Tapp, and Matthew's Table. Trustees of Buena Vista, I thank you for saying yes. Yeah. All around this church is history of God's faithfulness. In every room, I'll I'll go through uh, drawers in in, in my old office and I'll just read about 
uh, the people who had joined and the people who had been baptized. And me and Roger found an old sermon that had been preached. Like, think about all the people that has gone through here in the history. And because they laid solid bricks of foundation. We now have the honor to lay more bricks to even a, a, another solid foundation. So one thing I always think about is, Nick, what are people going to say about Matthew's table in 100 years? Are they going to be able to say that you carried on the mission? Are they going to be able to say, man, God is so good? Are they still going to be able to look at 23rd and Allen and say, for 200 years, this, this place has been used for kingdom work? Yes. For 200 years. They, like, I don't know another church in Owensboro that can say, we've been sharing the gospel for the last 100 years. And that's our plan, Matthew's table, to share it for the next 100 this building, like Tom said, will be used for kingdom purposes. It will be used for kingdom work. So there's a, a picture of the, the way the sanctuary used to look, if y'all can put that up. And as I, like I, me and Tom was in the office, and I said, hey, what is this? And he showed me how it used to look. And I just thought about all the people who have sit here before us. All the people who gave before us. All the people who were baptized, you know, before us. Like, I wonder, like, who was the first person baptized in this baptismal? Who was the first wedding at, at Buena Vista? Who was the first person that, that, that Christ saved in this place? Because that's what we want to carry on. Like, one day... I'm praying my daughter will be baptized in this very place because of many other people said yes to Jesus. And now in those kids' rooms that people said yes to building in 1978, my daughter gets to hear about Jesus every Sunday. She gets to learn about Jesus every Sunday because so many people said yes up to this day. So what are we going to do, Matthew's table? Brick by brick, we're going to build a foundation all upon Jesus. What are we going to do for the next 10 years? What we did for the first five years. We're going to preach, teach, and worship Jesus Christ. Without him, we have nothing. Without him, we are nothing. Me and Roger, and I need to hurry up so Roger can get up. Me and Roger, if you didn't know this, two convicted felons, no degrees, no major plan, two pastors that probably wouldn't have been hired by any other church in Owensboro, and God said, I'm going to use you two to plant a church called Matthew's Table, and I'm going to give you everything you need to share the gospel in your community. That is the power of God. And what we're going to say yes to is we're in the heart of the city with a heart for the city. We're going to preach, teach, and worship Jesus. So quickly, I just want to... Uh, wrap us all up. Um, I, I want to point out to everybody here, as you've already heard, that you are, this is a special service, but more than it being a special service, this is a special moment that I'll explain here in a minute, that you are, you are literally a part of history right now. And so I want to kind of show you that because Tom talked about the kingdom work and Nick talked about how we're going to continue doing that. And we're going to celebrate the ongoing kingdom work, which is why this is so special, why this is actually his story. So the media team, real quick, I'm going to show you from the Bible what's taking place this morning. 
is so much bigger than what we probably understand it to be. So there should be, uh, just, just so you know, all throughout the Bible, as far as carrying on uh, kingdom work, you had Moses to Joshua, David to Solomon, Elijah to Elisha, right? Jesus, the Great Commission, all these different things. So uh, in Joshua 23, verses 1 and 2, it says, A long time afterward, Moses is now uh, gone, and Joshua is about to take over. It says, When the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their surrounding enemies. They fought all their battles. They've landed where God was leading them. He was old and well advanced in years. Verse 2, Joshua summoned all of Israel. We're summoning all of Buena Vista and all of Matthew's table right now. It's elders, it's heads, it's judges, officers, and said to them, I am now old and well advanced in years. And then you'll drop down to the next verse, which would be, yeah. Therefore, I'm talking to Matthew's table right now. Be very strong to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, turning aside from it neither to the right hand nor to the left. Verse 7. That you may not mix with these nations remaining among you or make mention of the names of gods, little g, or swear by them or serve them or bow down to them. We will not bow down to culture. Matthew's table. Eight. But you shall cling to the Lord your God just as you have done to this day. Amen? And then 1 Chronicles 28 verse 8 says, this is David speaking to uh, Solomon, his son, who's going to take over. Now for, now therefore in the sight of all of Israel, here we are again, we're calling everybody together, the assembly of the Lord, that's the people of God, and in the hearing of our God, observe and seek out all the commandments of the Lord your God, that's our focus, that you may possess this good land and leave it for an inheritance to your children after you forever. Right? And you, Solomon, my son, know, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart, with a willing mind, for the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. If you see him, he'll be found in you, but if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. 10. Be careful now, Matthew's table, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. And Tom spoke to that when he mentioned that the kingdom of God is dwelling inside of us now, right? And then you find Jesus in Acts chapter 1 uh, verse 8. It says, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come. He's, he's fixing to ascend. He's already lived and died and was buried and resurrected, and he's leaving this to them before he leaves and goes back to the right hand of the Father. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And you know where the, what the end of the earth includes? 23rd and Allen. 23rd and Allen previously Buena Vista Baptist Church, now Matthew's table, right? And then Paul writing to Timothy in one of the pastoral letters, 2 Timothy 4.1, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Preach the word. And that's what we intend to do. So as you see in the Bible, there is an ongoing charge to the next generation to continue the work of God. And that's what we plan to do here on 23rd and Allen. So continuing that work is where that torch is passed from one to another. And if you didn't notice, the service itself was intentionally designed to progress. So we started with the piano and the organ, and then Brandy sang along with them. And we will end with a more contemporary song that's our style, because what you need to understand is although the method might change, the message never changes. So we might go We might go from this chair in 1920 to the chair in the Monday Center to now sitting in the chair you are sitting in this morning. The method might change but the message will never change. So the the service this morning was intended to reflect 
to honor Buena Vista and their legacy of carrying on kingdom work, but also to charge and commission Matthew's table to take the torch and to keep running with it. So this is my commission to the members of Matthew's table. This is where I am now charging us to do exactly what they have done now for a hundred years. The truth is we have big shoes to fill, right? Like you got to take this serious. Like uh, this isn't just, hey, thanks. It was a nice gesture. This is we're carrying on kingdom work, right? So it's big shoes to fill and those shoes will refuse to allow the darkness to overcome the light that lives within us. And so the passing of the torch is symbolic mainly for uh, the light of the world, that Jesus is the light of the world, and only by preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ will other people go go from death to life. So we're going to close this morning. They only gave me a couple of minutes, so uh, I'm okay with that uh, because I wanted to speak to uh, Matthew's table. And I don't know if I can even do that without saying uh, thank you, Buena Vista Baptist Church. Um, I want to be like you guys. I hope that we are so faithful to what you all have already done that we have people like you guys. And I'm excited about that. And so before we uh, close this morning with this final song, what I want to do is speak to Matthew's table and just say, guys, listen, we're going to take this serious. Some of us need to um, be committed and some of us need to be more committed. And I don't know where you fall in that. That's between you and the Lord. But I refuse to allow these shoes to let the darkness put out the light on 23rd and Allen. And I'm asking you guys to search your hearts and search your minds and ask the Lord, is this where he wants me? Because if this is where he wants me, we got work to do. Right? There's going to be a banner outside these doors, and it's just paying tribute to the last 100 years and a question mark for the next however many years. And what we're asking is those who are committed to Matthew's table, this is where I know God has called me, and I'm a part of something bigger than I ever could have imagined, and I'm willing to to put my name on that banner because that banner will hang in the hallway for quite a long time. And we're picking up the torch and we're going to continue to carry that. And it's representing by simply signing that banner, putting your name on it, and stating I am all in to do what's been done for a hundred years. We love you guys. I'll stand. We want to end in celebration, excitement, joyfulness. Do we have any joy and excitement in the house this morning? Praise be to Jesus Christ for the great and mighty things he has done. I wondered so life with sin I couldn't let my dear Savior in but then Jesus came like a stranger in the night and praise the Lord I saw the light I saw the light I saw the light no more darkness no more night now I'm so happy
blessing over all of the generations represented. May your power go forth through us. Use these vessels for your kingdom work. Lord Jesus, what was started a hundred years ago, may that and even greater things go forth a hundred more. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. breakfast downstairs for Buena Vista. So if the members of Buena Vista want to head down, we've got breakfast to serve you guys. Hey, thanks for joining us today. A special thanks to those who sow into this ministry. If you'd like to partner with us financially, text all one word, Matthew's Table, to 73256. That's Matthew's Table to 73256. It's because of you this ministry is possible. If you like what you've heard, click the subscribe button and share it with your friends. You never know what God can do through your one act of obedience. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. God bless.